All right, guys. Hello, the internet. Hello, the world. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. This is episode one of Discheads. The journey begins today. It is a, a disc golf podcast. I am a co-host on this podcast. I am your one of your co-hosts, Lee. Fortunately, Ben cannot join us tonight, who's another co-host. But this is... This is your baby, Dan, and Dan is going to be the main host of this podcast, but he's not done a podcast before, so I'm excited to see where this takes us, mate. So, yeah, Dan, welcome. Yeah, no, hello, Lee. So, yeah, we're amateur disc golfers. Um, Obviously, I'm also amateur at podcasts. Um, Lee is not, so that is why he will be... I'll, I'll I'll help you run. I'll, I'll (laughs) I'll get your training wheels off is the best way of describing it, because... Yeah, we'll definitely get the training wheels off. <laughs> the first couple of episodes, I think, will be rocky, but then we'll get a groove. I feel like that's exactly how our golf swings are, to be honest, actually. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> it. Get, get me talking about disc golf, and then I know, you know, I know what I'm saying. Like, I'm talking about the fact that I'm an amateur podcast artist. I mean, I don't even know what you call yourselves. Like, I just know I want to talk about disc golf yeah. and <laughs> share my opinions. Yeah, right. sharing our opinions. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, so with the podcast, what we want to do, we want to talk about our journey into disc golf. Um, we have been playing for a few months. However, we're still very, very much amateur. Very amateur. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the best way of putting it. We're, we're, we're amateur. We're pro-amateurs. That's the best way of describing it. <laughs> we're, we're addicted to buying plastic is the best way of describing it as well. But I feel, I feel like it's it's um, when when we were getting into it, well, you guys, obviously, we're going to tell our, our tales of the stories a little bit. It just seems that it's something you can honestly constantly improve. Like any other sport you're in, yeah, you're always going to learn in certain areas. And I feel like the learning curve for this is very, it's not steep, but like you change, you, you figure out one thing and it changes everything. And that's why I think I love disc golf a ton compared to like, other sports where it's like if you play actual golf like if you keep shanking it or not getting off the ground you're annoyed by it and then this it's like you make one tweak to like how you pull back or you know how, how you throw your forehand a little bit with like following through etc and it just dramatically goes further or even straighter how you want it you just go yep this is easy i like this <laughs> you know um, but yeah, I feel like this podcast is basically a journey of our progression, but also just for people out there who want to get into disc golf, they get to see a little bit behind the curtain because it can be quite daunting. 100%. Definitely. And um, as you address, Lee, we're going to talk about some of these things in, in this podcast and in the future. But when you first see Paul Macbeth just like launch one 300 feet, and you throw it and you're lucky if you make a hundred. <laughs> it's very disheartening. Um, yeah. But like you say, a little tweak here and there and suddenly you throw in 150, 200 feet yep. on a regular and you know you, you know that them goals, them 300 feet dreams are actually achievable. You've just yeah. got to figure out the technique. 100%. Um, so yeah, let's talk about how we got into disc golf. Yes, let's do this. So... A few year back, and by a few year back, I am talking a few year pre-pandemic, so okay. um, a long time ago. Me and the family went out for a day out, and we found a disc golf course, and the children were still quite little, so we played the amateur holes, like the very short holes, and it was more about helping the kids. Quite a fun day out, so I absolutely chucked it down, and we got absolutely drowned with it, drowned in the midsummer's day, midsummer's shower. Years later, so just before October this year, um, might have been the October break actually, um, 
we were looking for something to do. Uh, the kids suggested disc golf. So we went out to, um, I forget what course we went to actually, but we went out to one of the courses where you can pay, rent a couple of discs. And because the kids are now older, I was able to play a bit better. And actually I launched some discs. And once you start launching discs and they start traveling and start doing what you want them to, it becomes, if you feel that adrenaline, yeah, you, you know, hundred percent. The first time you threw a couple of discs, you know, you, 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 yep. And I'd spoke to it with Ben, um, spoke about you know the fact that you know I really enjoyed it and that I was you know contemplating taking it up and maybe like going once a month because you know at the time I was looking at it as paying ten pound a go and then five pound to rent the disc, so you know I was looking at fifteen pound a pop and you know I was thinking yeah once a month you know go and have a bit of fun. Um, but then I went to a party, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and the party was, um, we say down the road from me, because it is just down the road from me. However, it's a relatively steep hill, um, a good mile walk, but a relatively steep hill. When the party had finished, I said I was going to walk home, and you know, no one questioned this. And by the time I got to the top of the hill, I genuinely had to sit down and have a rest. And being a man that's, you know, grew up playing football and running and being very athletic, I hadn't realised how unfit I'd become. Um, you know, I, I don't work a physical job. I work a job where I sit, sit in a lot of meetings and type a lot of emails, like so many emails. But um, <laughs> I didn't realise how unfit I'd become. So, mm. again, I got on the phone to Ben um, and I said to him, look, you know, um, I really want to do this disc golf thing. I, I feel like it'd be a lot of walking. It's, it's going to help build my health back up. It's not overly stressful. I really enjoyed it. Let's have a look into it. So we, we had a look in, like, into how we could do it on a more permanent basis. And um, I discovered Bedworth um, Miners Welfare Park. And Bedworth is a public park with baskets that you can just show up and play if you've got discs hmm. this fascinated me um obviously i knew nothing about disc golf really and um the fact that there was a public park where all i needed was some discs um i jumped onto amazon and i found this set of six discs they're not pdga discs i don't want to put that out there but <laughs> <laughs> there's six very rough discs and two drivers two mid-range and two putters just um, nice, nice and simple. Um, cost me about twenty quid for the six discs, so you can imagine the quality. If you know you're into disc golf already and you've seen how much the disc costs, you know if you're buying six discs for twenty quid, you're not talking about top quality discs. Mm. But me and Ben, we had a great time at Bedworth and decided that you know we could do it every week, and um, we were just going to use the practice disc to start with. But we went home and we started look going on the internet and having a look what discs we could buy um, and this is where our first mistake of disc golf comes <laughs> in um, and I'm sure it's one a, a lot of you have made yourself but without doing any research without watching any videos without knowing anything at all about discs I jumped onto a website saw one that was a speed 13 presuming <laughs> that speed meant distance had a picture of a monkey on it and I was in and I brought the ape at 15 pounds to my expense and it, it serves its purpose but it, not i think purpose. it's one of your strongest discs that's <laughs> the funniest thing about it it's so funny when we look back and we like throwing discs like yeah every but, video they say don't start with distance drivers 
yet when I played and you're throwing this and on a consistent basis, I was just kind of like, oh, you, can't, you, you just basically skip the tutorial level if we were going to call like a video <laughs> game, you know? But, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it is a consistent disc, but it's not consistent for what it was built for. Mm. I have learned how to throw it forehand and put it exactly where I want to put it. It yep. doesn't fly to 300 feet if I, if I take a big backhand swing and try to get that power on it it just it doesn't work um it's a very it's become a very specific disc in my bag but a specific disc i use a lot because i can pinpoint where it's going to land yeah but yeah so we then started playing disc golf on a regular basis um we played at bedworth every sunday um we then decided that once a month we were still going to go out and pay for a course um by th at this point, we had downloaded UDisc. Uh, we downloaded UDisc on the 2nd of October, and that's when I officially decided to call myself an amateur disc golfer um, <laughs> because, I, because I officially had an app and a disc. There we go. Um, <laughs> you sorted. Um, so, we, yeah, we started playing every Sunday at Bedworth. Um, decided to keep to the routine that once a month we'd go and pay for a more premium course. Um, we went to Quarry Park. And something that I want we will do in uh, future podcasts is we will discuss some of the courses that we go to, and we will still be visiting a new course a month, not this month, because and we'll address that later. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> there's a tease. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we went to Quarry Park, um, brilliant course. By this point, we'd watched some videos, we'd done a bit of research, and realised that Speed 13 discs were not for amateurs. So I brought myself another disc which is one of my personal favorites this the saint and um yeah basically from there it became an obsessive hobby i watch videos almost every day i do research every day i'm consistently on the store despite the fact i know i'm not buying any discs <laughs> I, I, you know my next three discs in my head have already brought but yeah. you know i'm still on the store looking to see what the three discs after that are going to be and yeah it's just become an, an obsessive hobby it was not long after Quarry Park, we um, spoke to Lee and um, myself and Lee are good PlayStation buddies and yeah. we were chatting away on the station and he heard me and Ben talking about the disc golf and he was like, that disc golf you're talking about? And then, <laughs> yeah, um, Lee came out and joined us and yeah, I suppose nice. you want to talk about how you felt when you first came out and yeah so it was quite funny for me it was like uh, I have a background in care so during um, like COVID and other things uh, the service user I was working at the time uh, needed to find something to do funny enough um, YouTube um, provided a way uh, to, to help him through so much time, you know, for for someone of, of his ability to then just basically be like, you can't go out, you can't do anything. He couldn't really comprehend or understand it. Uh, and we started watching disc golf, which was very bizarre because he used to like playing darts and other stuff like that. And we basically started watching it and I was like, holy cow, this is quite addictive. Very bizarre sport, but I'm I'm in because I'm I, I have a golf background and and a football background similar to Dan. So I was like, okay, that seems pretty interesting. And then, funny enough, one day, yeah, like like Dan was saying, like Dan and Ben um, were talking about it, and I just was like, I know exactly what you're talking about. I saw videos, I watched tournaments of this. I know certain players that I like because they just throw it absolutely ridiculously far and throw caution to the wind when they shouldn't really and stuff like that 
And yeah, so they invited me along. I went, and all I did was forehand throws. I think for the first <laughs> for the first rollers, couple of times, to be honest, with and me. rollers, <laughs> which now I do not know how to throw rollers. Like I'm really annoyed by that. I need to learn how to r throw rollers again. I actually remember the first time you came out of us and you like threw a roller, and then the next <laughs> like four shots were rollers. Because like that's going further than when I throw. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna keep rolling. I'm just gonna keep rolling because that seems to work better. And then just kind of like what Dan said, I started looking online for how to improve and like literally, yeah, just watching tutorials from like um, Foundation, uh, Disc Foundation, shout out to you guys on YouTube, um, Gladiator Disc Golf, like loads of guys who I've subscribed to now. And I'm like, I like what you do and I like what that person does. And I kind of Frankensteined it and figured it out. But I think that's the best thing about disc golf is you can constantly keep on improving. And you hear that in not just like Dan's and my level and Ben when he's eventually on the podcast, our level, but you hear it in the pros as well. Like they can always improve on things. Like even if it's a new disc or just a new thing, like they've lost like a, a weapon in their arsenal and they can always tweak something to learn. And like, yeah, basically I can, I can tell you just, just playing it, having fun with just Dan and Ben and going to basically bedworth every week like i look forward to it every week just going out getting some exercise but i can say it's like obviously dan came uh, came at it from like a physical health perspective i came from it just like i wanted to support my friend but also it's helped me with my mental health a little bit recently which has been phenomenal and like i can literally just say like if you're you're curious about it give it a go like honestly i i was throwing discs like like let's just say not that far and rolling and, and throwing throwing shots that basically just kept you know to quote limp biscuit kept rolling and rolling and rolling but like after a couple of weeks and just sticking at it and just going out to my local park with like what the beginner discs i got and just throwing it and just consistently just getting into a routine it has just helped so much like personally like me personally and i know it's like helped dan as well so i think that's the one thing I love about it and I think it's like from what we've seen as well the community is unreal like I think we went one week midweek Dan and me and we met like a an old like an old group it oh. sounds really rude to say that but they what they, they were they, were, though, they were absolutely amazing <laughs> and they literally said they've been coming here for like 20 like since they've been playing disc golf for 20 years or something and like they go to Bedworth and Every Thursday, they have like nine holes. My, my favourite part of that group was um, there were three old ma men and an old lady, and the old men all had disc golf bags, and the old lady was walking around with a large old lady handbag. Yeah. And I actually said to Lee, isn't that sweet? She's come out to support her husband. And Lee said, no, I think she's throwing. I said, no, she's no. everyone has to come in a proper bag. She's not. <laughs> and then out of a big lady handbag, she pulled out a disc and threw a disc. Yeah. And oh, it was it was it was an amazing moment to be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it took back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like Lee said, the, the community has been absolutely brilliant. We've met yeah. people of all ages, um, mm. even not even the people that don't play disc golf. The amount of people that walk the dogs in the park, and cause as I said, Bedworth is a public park, so we get a lot of dog walkers, a lot, far too many joggers. <laughs> <laughs> And a lot of them are really friendly yeah. and they will ask us questions and sometimes questions that I think are quite obvious, like, do you have to get the Frisbee in the basket? And yep. it's like, 
Not as far anyway. No, we just go. We just, we just. This is a physical activity. We just want to see how far we can throw it. Yeah. Like. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I've felt quite welcome into the yeah. disc golf community. Um, I don't, I don't do social media. Um, mm. I've, I've got accounts, um, but that's so I can see pictures of my lovely children when my wife is posting every moment of every day. <laughs> um, but I don't personally use social media youtube is where i'm at um mm. however we bumped into andrew douse i don't know how well known he is in the community yeah, but, but, he's, but he's known in the midlands and coincidentally i'd watched a video the night before and actually sent it over to lee and ben and um, me and lee was out midweek and we bumped into andrew douse and we spoke to him we asked you know we just said coincidentally we'd seen your video that's how the conversation started and i had a lovely chat with him yeah. and got invited along to a tournament um and it it was just lovely it was because we didn't feel under any pressure or no. nothing was uncomfortable it was just a chat just a chat yeah and it's just literally the most funniest thing was like i think that's andrew i think we we saw him in a video and he was wearing the same coat and I was like, I think that's Andrew. And we were like double looking. And then as soon as he got closer, we were like, yeah, that is Andrew. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need um, to go say hello. <laughs> so yeah, so shout out to Andrew for being such a nice bloke. Yeah, um, 100%. Which actually leads us quite nicely on to the next point. So yeah. um, this Sunday, we're entering our first disc golf tournament. Yes. Um, Andrew has arranged a tournament at Gillies um, in... Is it Leamington Spa or Stratford? It's it's one? literally in the it's oh, it's right. So how I've always said it's like in between. It's just in it's near Warwick and it's just past Leamington Spa. There is a it's near an armory, which sounds very dangerous, but honestly it isn't. It's just a museum. Um, but right, no, yeah. So you go. I'm gonna find the name of it because I, this is <laughs> it. Always drives me insane as well. So. Yeah, so we're there this Sunday to play in our first tournament, um, which we're looking forward to. We've been training to do that tournament, but we want to give you a bit of a rundown on how we got from the 2nd of October to thinking, thinking, and that's the key word here, thinking that we're tournament ready. Um, yeah. I think we're in for a rude awakening on Sunday. I'm so excited <laughs> to just be like, I think I've been throwing it well, and then you're playing with people who are like, yeah, we need to learn. Yeah, <laughs> like, that, that's I think I'm looking forward mate. to it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to like, I'm going to hit every tree. I'm going to throw yeah. in at every OB. It's going to be, I think it's a learning experience. I think that's the one thing I'm going into it. It's like, we said we wanted to do more tournaments. We want to play more disc golf. So we're going out of our comfort zone. And the only way I honestly think is up from it. So you can obviously learn from your hilarious round or amazing round. So yeah, and I think that's it. I think learning is the key. Um, we're going to discuss next week um, how we felt after the tournament. Um, but one thing I have been saying to Ben is that I, when we get grouped off, I will go and speak to the people in the group and just say to them, like, if you call a foot fault and I ask you why, it's not me contesting the foot fault. It's me asking you, explain it to me yeah. so I don't keep making the same mistake. I, th I think that's the important attitude that we're all going in with is that learning attitude we've not yeah. played a tournament before we we don't know what you know is expected of us um obviously we've read some rules <laughs> we're not going yeah. in there completely blind but yeah it, it's all about learning what 
a tournament in the Midlands looks like? What does an amateur tournament actually look like? Yeah. Um, so, for people who don't know, Gillies is located at Wayfield Gross, and it's situated just on the outskirts of Stratford-upon-Avon in the heart of Shakespeare's historic county of Warwickshire. So, yes, good old William coming coming back again, as always. So, yeah, we're going to go there. Um, we've played there, what, now... Well, it was your first course, wasn't it? So yeah, that was actually, yeah, it was my first course. Following Bedworth, obviously. We, Bedworth's yeah. the initiator. Bedworth's quite open. We, As I said, we plan on talking about Bedworth in a bit more detail. That'll be the first course that we do when we do a yeah. chat about a course. Um, Bedworth's quite open. You can launch a disc, it can go wrong, you can still end up on the fairway on certain holes. Yeah. Um, Gillies is very different. Gillies is a real course yeah gilly <laughs> I, I i made the joke of like if you want to break in your discs go to gilly's because like i i think the first time i went there i hit every tree and when i mean every tree there's a lot of trees um but it's a learning curve because i'm yeah because obviously it was our first well my first experience of it you guys had already gone but no we hadn't gone gilly's we'd gone quarry oh park. you went quarry park that yeah, was it so yeah so when you first experienced gilly's were you it was your experience? first experience as well yeah, yeah i loved it Oh, I thought it was really cool because it was a. I feel for me looking at it, like if we're going to use some interesting words to describe it, I think it's a very technical course. Um, it punishes you if you throw badly, but if you throw well, it rewards you. <laughs> so it's like literally, <laughs> you can you can throw an absolutely bomb drive and then literally throw a really bad like second shot, and then you're in a jungle. It basically, I I, I keep making fun every time we go and play Gillies that it reminds me from the scene from the original Mortal Kombat movie when Scorpion <laughs> is fighting Johnny Cage. Because literally, it's trees like that, and they're literally that narrow like that. It's literally some holes you're like, I need to throw this straight. And then you throw it straight, and then you start seeing it go left or right, and like, this is not going to be fun. Um, but I think it's a really good like course, because we, we went there, obviously, recently to practice for this tournament. But I think what we got from it, I got from it, was how to improve on certain shots and also disc selection and shot selection is very key for the like a course like Gillies, like Bedworth where we normally play we know it's open and it's very for forgiving if you will like if we look at it from a technical standpoint now like when i was at the beginning i was like yeah i'm just gonna throw any disc i don't care well, to a degree i can still do that at, uh, Bedworth. Like, i'll still pull a zeus out of the bag even though i know that it's just gonna go horribly wrong because even when it goes horribly wrong it's not that bad. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, oh, 100%. 100% on that. Well, you know, I wouldn't be doing that at Gillers. Yeah. Like, not even if I was down there to just play with you guys, I just wouldn't be doing it. Like, it's not going to go well at all, and I'll spend half a day looking for my disc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, th I feel like that's also, like, I really like Gillies. Like, I think out of all the courses we've gone, it's a, a toss-up between Quarry Park and Gillies, because they're really the only two we've really gone to. Yeah. Um. And we, and we like both courses really well. I think I just like Gillies because it really does test you. Yes, because you didn't come to the one on the other side of Birmingham. Um, no. Is it Litchfield? No, I'm sure it's Litchfield. I'll have to double check that. Because mm. um, we went to one where we literally got pissed on. Pardon my French. Like It literally, we, we <laughs> all went with waterproof stuff. So and we became like literally wet bin bags. Like that cagoule I bought was literally... Yeah, it's not meant for that, like, honestly. <laughs> yeah, and, like, we didn't have the greatest of times there, and I think that's mainly because we got 
drowned. Drowned. We got drenched. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I noticed that the BDGA are actually at that course. And I'm like, well, it's got to be better than we experienced then because yeah. all we experienced was cold and wet. Like, cold, <laughs> wet weather, mild depression. Like, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's because it's interesting because, yeah, like... I think every course is different. And Redditch, like, sorry, yeah, we were talking about Redditch. Redditch, Redditch yeah. sorry, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and I think what what I'm looking forward to, like we've touched on it with the tournament aspect, is what a tournament's going to feel like. Because I feel like with my background in sports, but also in like miniature gaming and stuff like that, I've gone to tournaments where I would say I'm a casual player. But then when I train for a tournament, there's a specific way and you, you practice your lists, etc., and stuff, and it's a whole different environment. So... I'm expecting to go have a great time, but I know for a fact I'm going to get a little bit competitive. I know that for a fact. So yeah, and you see, I feel like that's something we, like Ben, you and me, don't really have, do we? Because we're constantly just like, how can we improve on that? And it, we're constantly just. I feel like there's it's more of a brotherhood as well. Like at the moment, because it's like, what have I done wrong here? And we literally point out what we've done wrong, and then we just alter it, and it seems to work. Like. And like being against each other now, it's kind of like, yeah, you're throwing terrible. God, keep throwing terrible, you know. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like maybe competitive juices uh, will come out. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Like, yeah, I've, I'm really intrigued by it because like the course, obviously, that Andrew put up that we practiced on U disc, yeah, is very different to what we played at like when we yeah, first when went. When we first went, yeah, yeah. Like then I think it's is it fifteen holes if you just play normally? Um, yeah, something like that. Um Andrew's obviously put up an eighteen a whole course. Um that is like you say, very different. And I mean we're not even hundred percent sure we played the eighteen holes right because U disc weren't picking up the GPS properly and yeah. you know there were some tea pads that were potentially falling down trees, potentially tea pads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they are marked on the day. I'm assuming they will be, but, uh, uh yeah, you would hope so. Wouldn't yeah. You? Yeah. hundred percent. Um, so I think it's important that we talk about how we got to a point where we thought we were tournament ready. We didn't just, um, play for a week and then wake up and go, do you know what? I'm going to smash this. Mm. Um, yeah. so, you know, we, as we say, we, pl we played for about a month, uh, me and Ben. Um, we went to Quarry Park. We played for another month. We went to Litchfield. Lee joined us. We played for another month. We um, went to Gillies. Um, and, and at this stage, we're still very much amateur. I mean, even now, we're very much amateur. Mm. Um, but at this stage, we weren't even considering tournaments. We weren't even considering PDGA membership or anything like that. We went to Quarry Park, um, and for me and Ben, it was a return to Quarry Park. For Lee, it was his first time there, and Quarry Park is my personal favourite course. Um, yeah. Mainly for the views. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Like, it's, it's very pretty. It is a very pretty course. Yeah. Um, and I come away from that, and it'd been about three months since I'd first played Quarry Park, and I'd improved my score by 10. And don't get me wrong when I say that, I was still high in the plus figures but i dropped from like a 35 to a 25 like a plus yeah plus 35 to plus 25 and because i could see that improvement competition then started to intrigue me so you know come away i, I started to do my research on the pdga and the, and the bdga and um all the anagrams in the world <laughs> like, honestly yeah, and everything <laughs> to do with leagues and <laughs> tournaments and things and um then me and Lee went out, um, 
just before Christmas, was it? Yeah, it was. It was. I think it was leading up to Christmas. I think it was honestly the week before Christmas. Yeah, because it didn't feel like Christmas. Yeah, and this it, is when we uh, bumped into Andrew, when yeah. Andrew mentioned he was doing fling at Gillies, and he he'd seen us throw. <laughs> yeah, he had seen us throw, and he subtly said it's for players of all levels, uh, which um, it's nice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, it just made me feel like do you know what. Yeah, let, let's do this. Let's mm. let's let's you know let's play in this tournament. So me and Lee pretty much signed up on the spot, and gentlemen's agreement. So we'll sign up, and sure as like we did, and yep. we spoke to Ben about it. You know, Ben said he was on board. Um, so it wasn't really a point where we had a round and when we think we could go and compete. Yeah, <laughs> I do get what you were saying earlier about yeah. um, the, the competition level. Um, but we didn't actually make that decision where we thought we could compete. Yeah, it was more that nice, friendly chat with Andrew that made us go, "Yeah, this sounds like a laugh." Yeah. Um, but looking at the future, I think what we came to a decision this year was that none of us were going to enter a serious league or anything like that. But we were going to look at we're starting with Fling on Sunday, and we're going to look at three, maybe four tournaments throughout the year and just see how we hold up and yeah. if we hold up all right and we're doing well we may enter the amateur british disc golf league next year and see yeah. where that takes us might get to a point where we're doing a tournament every other week but we're, yeah we're, <laughs> yeah that might be in two years time but yeah 100 percent. but that's that's the goal the goal is to keep improving and be more tournament ready but we're looking at a few friendly tournaments this year yeah yeah I, I i completely agree with what dan was saying i think the thing is with with any sport i feel like is you you can go out and have fun but then as soon as you put you know the c word in front of it and say competitive things might change and that's where i feel like we've seen it i've seen it like when we went to not Gillies, Quarry Park, where you could tell who the guys who took it seriously and the guys who were there for fun. Yeah, the guys that showed up with the elastic bands. Literally doing, <laughs> literally <laughs> practicing ridiculously long putts and then like limbering up, like literally they're ready to go like 10 rounds with Mike Tyson. And then you saw like, okay, yeah, so these guys play competitively. These guys are yeah, a different breed. Them, you know. Yeah, and there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. But we, I, I literally was laughing just because I was just like, okay, cool. So that's where we might want to be at some point. But at the right moment right in time, warm was up a coffee and a walk around the shop. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to buy a disc. I'm ready to just chill. I'm ready to just take in, like, just have some fun with my mates. And I feel like, I feel like that's the perfect thing for this podcast. Is like we're a bunch of mates going out and playing disc golf, but also at the same time we are gonna, I'd, I, we call it casual competitive. <laughs> or aka a filthy casual uh and i feel like that's what we are going to be this year we're going to be playing multiple different courses we're just playing for fun talking about our progression and loads of other fun stuff and i think going to tournaments and stuff like that would be great i think it's going to be fun to learn uh about the whole difference between yeah i'm just gonna well i threw that drive awfully i'm just gonna get another disc out and re redrive or whatever to actually right this is what i need to do 
let's dial this in. Like I should have been able to put that. I'm going to take every disc out of my bag and throw it at the <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I absolutely love that. The one thing which I'm good about is, because Ben's not here, Ben does this every time at one point. If he misses one put, he'll then... No joke, it'll look like a, something from like a, a Laurel and Hardy like kind of comedy <laughs> show. He would get one disc out and throw exactly the same, and then again and again and again. He would throw everything at it and then go like, "See, I got one in. That's fine." And like, literally, <laughs> love Ben for that. Love Ben for that. Like, but it's like, but I think it's like that. I feel like I could definitely say leading up to Gillies, we've all improved as well, like in certain areas. Yeah, definitely. A ton. Um, you see, I think I've improved by. As I say, doing research and watching videos. Mm. Um, you need to be a bit careful about what videos you watch, though. Um, yeah. At first, um, like many things, when you're first learning about disc golf, it's a bit of a minefield. There's a million different people that want to tell you a million different tactics. Yeah. And they're all telling you how to throw 300 feet. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to throw 300 feet. I, it's, no. it's just something that you have to come to accept very early on that when you're starting, unless you are a natural, you are not throwing 300 feet. Yeah. And, you know, um, it's um, the, the flip of the whip, the t sorry, the tip of the whip. <laughs> yeah. In other disc golf, we've got a great video on the tip of the whip and that explain what I'm talking about. But it's that, for me, it was learning what that was mm. and the towel whip exercise, um, which you can go to Dynamics Discs and there's a good video on there talking about the towel flip. And it's pretty much like the old boyish thing when you're in the changing rooms and you flip the towel at each other. And, yeah. Um, doing that, that is my main drill. Um, mm. I work long hours. Um, it's winter. You know, I go to work in the dark. I come home in the dark. I haven't got time to go and throw in the field at the minute. Um, so I'm lucky enough to have space in my yeah. house to <laughs> run up and down my lounge and flick a towel around and yep. um, act like a twat to be honest yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that actually when I now need to throw straight and I need to throw straight so Gillies is a perfect example of this mm. you know, there's some holes where yep. you, know, you, you cannot really deviate more than four or five feet and you know when we and, and later we will talk about turn and glide and things like that. And so, you know, you can't really avoid turning a little bit. So yeah. when I do need to throw straight, the number one thing that goes on in my head is I'm saying, flip that towel. Forget the disc is in your hand. 100%. Do that towel drill. There's one big step, one big flip. And that comes together and I tend to have more direct straight throws by doing that technique i don't get my longest drives by doing that technique mm. but i'm getting straight drives yeah um what i've currently established is i've now got to use that technique with combine it with my twisting technique that i use to get the longer drives and get a straight long drive essentially yeah. that's <laughs> nice goal. um but yeah, as far as like improving is concerned, it has been a lot of YouTube. It's also been a lot of trial and error. Um, mm. One week I think I've got something, and you know I, you know, we talked Bedworth, and one week I went down and I got a plus six, and I was like, no, this is me now. Like this is my road to the pros. <laughs> and then this is where the it begins. following two weeks I got plus twenty two, and. Mm. It disheartened me so much. I hadn't been above plus 15 in so long. Just hit a plus six. 
and then for the next two weeks, I was getting plus 22s. And it was because I thought I'd mastered something, but now I was moving my wrist too far back and throwing hyzers or anhyzers. And this is this will go to show how amateur we are. For me, one's Ben left and the other one's Ben right. I, I've still not quite worked out in my head which one's the hyzer and which one's the anhyzer. I still don't know what they're talking about half the time, mate. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. When people say, you can turn it this way, turn it that way, I'm just like, sure. I, I literally <laughs> smile and I nod yeah. in the nicest way possible. I'm sure that means something. Yeah. Um, and I suppose, for me, I come at the competitive side of things from a different angle because... I'm quite gifted in sport. I have very rarely come across a sport that I've not instantly been okay at. Um, tennis, basketball, football, cricket, you know, I've just, one of them guys that pisses everybody off because I can never play a sport before, pick it up for the first time and then walk away relatively all right at it. So when it comes to the sports that I've really enjoyed um, and been competitive at, such as my football, my athletics, uh, I think my athletics more than anything, I competed to win. Mm. And I knew I had it in me to win. Mm. Um, I trained hard, I worked hard at my sport, and I knew I could win. With disc golf... (laughs) (laughs) And here it comes. (laughs) Although... I think I'm okay. Someday's going to teach me what something one way or the other. It's either going to reaffirm in my head that I am okay. I'm going to come away thinking, actually, I'm better than I thought I was. Or I'm going to come back thinking, right, twice a week, I need to practice now. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm not going in there on a competitive level. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think... In my own head, I think to myself, if I come, if I could be four or five people, then I'd be a happy man. Fair. Um, and I, I suppose that's kind of helped me in learning disc golf because I don't feel any rush to get to the top. Disc golf is going to be my retirement sport. Yeah. Um, obviously, I, I, I speak into the microphone like everybody on the other side knows exactly who I am. I'm a. <laughs> 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 I'm um, I'm 14 a couple of months. It's <laughs> um, true. <laughs> and um, no, I am getting older. Um, my running days are past me. To be honest with you, sometimes when I get down on the floor to do anything, it's a bit of a struggle to get back up. So <laughs> disc golf is a perfect sport to yeah. to master. And I, I know you're a golfer. Um, yeah. However, golf is the most boring sport on the planet. Uh, yeah, sure. Debatable. <laughs> Debatable, but that's that's it here, here or lie, you know. <laughs> like, in my opinion, bowls is more exciting. That is 100% true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I couldn't see myself retiring and playing golf. Uh, mm. I couldn't see myself re- retiring and playing any other sport other than... Hey, hey. Yeah. Hi, James. There we go. How's it going, mate? Wandering in, (laughs) just saying saying hello to the podcast. He's not understood. This this is Lee. How's it going? You know, Lee. Good to meet you, mate. (laughs) And we're we're doing a podcast about disc golf. Pretty much. Oh, awesome. Well, we we should get him on the. We should get him playing more than. No. No? Is he good or bad? (laughs) No, he's. Bad, and he's also the laziest boy you'll ever meet. Oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> El- Eloise, my daughter, on the other hand, I'm um, 
trying to convince her to come and play with us a bit more often, or at least with me a bit more often. She <laughs> yeah. she took to it quite naturally. Um, Eloise okay. is um, she enjoys her sport, um, taking PE at A level, and understands mechanics and training. And she teaches swimming for a living. And I say for a living, she's sixteen, but you know, that's how she earns her pocket money. Um, so she understands mechanics and technique yeah. and things like that. So um, hole one not very good hole two got better hole five i'm handing over my zombie was it my zombie or sting coming was the zombie or sting but i'm handing over one of my <laughs> better discs better because discs. i can trust her and like she's yeah. worked it out and she was throwing <laughs> quite far you know she was actually at one point trying to get a score better than ben but then she kind of let it slip on the back nine yeah, no. that's, that's <laughs> what happens at Bedworth. The back nine yeah. does get you. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I suppose, you know, as we say, um, competition ready. Um, yeah. Um, I feel I feel like I don't have any, like... I think I think you're, you're, to have realistic goals is ideal. I honestly think you're going you're gonna to come middle of the pack, I personally think, because how you play. I think I think what it comes down to is shot selection and having confidence in that shot selection. So I'm I'm just going to jokingly keep saying throw that saint, just keep throwing that saint. That's the best that's the best disc in your bag. And you say that, uh, but that's my plan. But that's the plan. <laughs> there we go. Sorted. We're all sorted then. Um, um, the saint, the zombie, the buzz, the the ape for certain situations. Um, yeah. Pilot and Baron put him. Yeah, pretty much. I honestly, I think for me, it's just like I. I think for me, I just want to go and have fun and I want it to be an experience. But like, I feel when we went on the practice rounds to get back-to-back birdies on the same round, on the same hole on two different rounds was very confidence boosting. Like that for me, I was like, I've got this dialed in. Putting, I've got dialed in recently really well. So I'm like, cool. I've just got to play smart and get it to my strength at the moment. And I think that's realistic for me is I I do not really care about my score. I literally just want to go out there and don't be too bad and just have fun and meet other people because yeah. I'm a bit of a sociable animal. Um, That's yeah, we said about, you know, taking my daughter with me and, you know, I joke about my son, but I'd love it if he came and played. I noticed that yeah. Andrew's kid plays and, you yeah. know, it's, um, it's a friend sport, it's a family sport, it's an old man sport. Yes, yeah. it's you know, literally it's of all ages, it's mad. Yeah, but I feel, um, yeah, I think honestly it's, for, for, I don't know how it is for Ben because we can't speak for Ben unfortunately today but I don't know what Ben's goals are for the tournament mine's just have fun like it sounds really yeah. like cliche but it honestly is like first tournament go out there have fun and what's the worst thing that can happen I lose a couple of discs I have to buy new ones oh what a shame yeah. you know. but, but there's no there's no river there Lee so. no there isn't <laughs> I am the only one to lose lose a disc out of all of us so I can I can hold that banner up you know mightily at the moment oh, I think that's definitely a story for a future yeah cast. that is that is a hundred percent like yeah that is um oh. so I think we ought to end with the segment that I've um, been keen on doing okay. um, which is Disc of the Week. Ooh, um, okay. This is a segment where myself, Lee, and Ben, when he's here, and any future guests that we have on, because we are trying to encourage brothers and friends and stuff to come and play along with us, um, mainly people we think will, ben- will benefit from it. And we're going to talk about a disc from a bag and why we brought it in the first place, what yep. we use it for, um, how we feel about it good or bad um 
I'm going to start with the first disc that I ever brought. I mentioned it earlier, is the um, Innova Ape. I yep. say it's Innova, and I'm just checking in my head. I'm sure it's Innova, but it's the Ape. I know that's definitely it's true. true. I'm literally on UDIS right now going like, what's in my bag? Because I named every single one, and now I know, so we're good. Yeah, do, do you know what, Lee? That's a good shout. I'm, there we I'm, go. I'm, I'm going to stick with Innova. But, uh... I'm pretty positive it is, you know. I think it is, because they, they have a huge variety of drivers don't they yeah it was it was the inner rape so I, yeah. I don't feel bad because i've got it right um and as i said i brought this disc because it was speed 13 in my head speed meant power power meant distance and i had no idea what turn glide fade speed or any, any of it really meant and um, to be honest with you i figured out speed and glide but turn and fade are still I know what they are, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they are. Hundred um, <laughs> percent. We're, we're still we're still trying to figure out the numbers. I've only just recently realised what numbers are, um, which is quite funny actually. Like that's one of the first things everyone said. Like you need to understand this a little bit. And so I just was like, okay, cool. So now in my bag, I have one of every number pretty much. Just yeah, so that's like, what I've gone with. Yeah, <laughs> it's like cover all angles. At some point, I'll be throwing those high. Like you know, low teen numbers or whatever. But until then, I'm I'm quite happy with the numbers I'm throwing at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So so why did I choose the ape and not another speed thirteen disc that I can't throw? Um, because I had a monkey on it. Yeah. There we go. So <laughs> um, I think that's probably what's going to be in my disc, mate, more than anything as yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like a monkey. I've got a monkey tattooed to me. Um, yeah. I'm I'm a fan of a monkey. So brought the ape. Um, realised very very quickly that throwing it backhand was just not working but throwing it forehand yeah as I, as i said earlier it's a disc that i can pinpoint was getting about 120 130 feet out of it when i first brought it now i'm clearing 200 feet um i threw one the a day that we measured at 70 meters which is 210 220 yep. um which again, like, like actually, I didn't have this discussion with you because I didn't do the math until I came home, and I was <laughs> saying to Ben that um, just that extra twenty feet, like, so I measured very early on into mm-hmm. my time, like October time, and knowing that you know you've been playing for three, four months, and I've increased by that twenty feet now, yeah, it's made me feel really, really good about my game and what I'm doing, and because yeah. if you know if I can increase by twenty feet every two, three months two years time i'm hitting that 300 feet and that's that's fine by yeah. me i've got all the time in the world to learn how to do this 100 you know? and it's good to see a progression as well that's yeah. like the one thing as well yeah definitely what's the ape like to throw um the hmm. ape is my thinnest disc in the bag um it it's hit a few trees now so it's got some very rough edges it genuinely feels like it would cut something in half if it actually yeah, literally them. our constant joke of Kung Lao <laughs> is pretty much what we go with with all our discs with high speeds is like yeah we're just going to Kung Lao some people <laughs> like, honestly um, but forehand I think you agree Lee um, it, it is pinpoint you know yeah. um, I've, I've got that throw down yeah um, as I said earlier I'm not throwing it how you're supposed to it's not covering the distance that it's supposed to it's not um I'm not throwing it with any kind of power. It's just a very smooth shot that I've learnt with this disc that I can rely on to get me out of almost any situation. It's yeah. not necessarily be- the best driver I've got anymore because I'm, you know, I'm throwing the zombie and the saint and a lots further. Mm. Um, it's not necessarily the best dog leg disc I've got anymore because the saint is 
really good for that. Um, it's not really a great approach, this, because I've got the buzz and the zombie for them. And But it's become this disc where if I'm in a situation and I don't know what to take out of my bag, I'll take the ape out. Yeah. Because I can rely on it's it. It's a reliable disc. It's a reliable shot you've got, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And I think that's the disc it is now. I think it's just old reliable. Old reliable. I am thinking about buying a new one. Ooh. Um, with a pre- premium plastic, but there's also part of my head saying, you still can't throw 13-speed discs. What yep. are you doing? Yep. <laughs> like... No. I, I bought a destroyer. I've only thrown it a few times. I think what last Sunday I threw it probably the straightest it's ever gone and the furthest it's ever gone. And I was like, okay, couple a month or two that's coming out. Like, shout out to Sam, my PT for giving me the 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 secret tech, should we say, of a, a gym workout to improve my disc golf. Um, but yeah, like high speed is dangerously scary because it is because I think looking at the discs as well, like starter set for me, I got disc mania because i was all about artwork i'm 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 a sucker for artwork so looking at what i got all those discs are quite fat and quite you know grippy and then i tried throwing a destroyer and looking at your ape and these things are like something the predator would throw you know in a bloody movie like these things will go but you need to generate that speed so there's no point like running all the way to there you're the complete polar opposite dan to be honest cause yeah but no i i um i praise the ape but if but i was yeah. advising someone that was getting into disc golf now what disc to buy is their first disc do not buy a speed first do not disc. buy <laughs> i only bought a destroyer because i knew i wanted one and also it looked like optimus prime so if you know me and my channel like transformers is my jam so i was like i know i'm getting a destroyer it's yeah i'm just gonna buy it and then uh yeah i threw it yeah, a few no, times. i think i think it's key also to mention here that it doesn't matter who you are or how good at sport you are and stuff. You know, don't go and buy a Speed 13 disc because until you've got a technique, it means nothing. Yeah. You know, I genuinely thought, you know, I mentioned earlier that, you know, I couldn't walk up a steep hill. Now, yeah, my jogging days and, you know, my cardio days are, are numbered and that's the idea of disc golf to get myself into better shape. But I was, I was, you know, I, was, I pride myself on being able to do 20 to 30 push-ups at any given moment, no matter how long a day I've had. I, yeah. I, I still bench press a lot. You know, I'm weights-wise, I'm brilliant. That's a once-a-week job. I hit the gym and yep. do the weights. I've got quite a lot of upper body strength. And so when I initially started looking at this, this golf, I thought, it's all upper body. I've got power. <laughs> I've got power and explosion. I can do this. There's just, a lot. There's yeah, a lot to it. It's got nothing to do with muscle mass or power. or It's all technique. Um, and yep. I think that's why we say, you know, don't get a speed 13 disc. Like Learn a technique with a speed 7 to 9 and mm. then increase. Yep. So disc of the week for you, Lee. So... I'm just going to go keep it simple. So I, I bought, obviously, the Discmania starter set, which included like a Sensei, a Magician, a Maestro. Uh, I think that's the three that come with it. Yeah, and that was like the thing. And then I wanted a driver. So I had a look on, I was like, well, I got Discmania, so I'm going to have a look at all their cool stuff. And then the first thing that popped into my head was obviously people were saying, do not buy stupidly expensive discs or basically high number discs. And then I saw the Rockstar. Um, so I'm going to talk about the Rockstar by Discman. What speed is the Rockstar? The Rockstar is a speed eight, which oh, too bad. It isn't too bad, seeming if we if we had a look, you know, the funniest thing about it is because I no longer have the um, the magician anymore. I do still know the stats for it. The magician pretty much caps out at six speed. Uh, the Rockstar is basically an eight speed, uh, five glide. Uh, minus two fade and then I think the last one's turn is it or is it turn then fade 
I'm trying to figure out. So it's, it's basically, <laughs> it's a, we're, still, we're still trying to figure out. Amateur here. disc golfers. Yeah, I know. This is what we go with. So I'm sure it's turn fade. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, I think yeah. it's turn fade. So it's minus two turn, but one fade or well, either way it's that. So it's a eight, five, minus two, one. Um, the one thing, funny enough, kind of like Dan is I saw the artwork and immediately said, I need to own that in my life. Um, and then I basically bought it in sky blue uh, because I'm a Coventry City fan. So, you know. Sorry to interrupt Lee, but I just checked and I just want to confirm it is turn fade. It is turn yeah. fade. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so now we're still we're still learning. It's great. So, so go on, uh, Cov City fan, unfortunately. Yeah, you know, unfortunately <laughs> so. Yeah, but you know, support the teams where you're from, ladies and gentlemen. Always do so. But yeah, so I said that's my driver, and right off the bat, um, I couldn't throw it for Toffee. Like I literally tried it failed tried failed tried failed it was a learning experience and i was like i think like beginning with it it was funny because i could throw the magician i could throw the magician well i could throw the maestro well but because obviously the speed increase and how different it was because it's a premium plastic as well which is funny enough different to what you get in a starter set i was just really weird throwing it and then eventually after like a few sessions just going to the park and just tossing it as hard as possible going like why aren't you working and then obviously watching certain YouTube videos and figuring out how to do drives and how to do that. I eventually got more and more comfortable with it and it is literally now my go-to driver. It's slowly being replaced by the Raptor because that's a Speed 9 disc. So I want to progress in speed. So the Raptor is a 9 speed, but that's a disc for another day. Um, but the Rockstar, I really, really rate the Rockstar. Like I, I like you it a lot. You do throw that a lot. I do, and it hits a lot of trees, and it's broken in really well. <laughs> but I do, I do really do like the Rockstar. Like I think, like for for a beginner's disc, like like we were saying, I think like six and like a six speed or an eight speed between there, like six, seven, or eight, it would be like if you're thinking about doing it. That's like the kind of speed you want for a driver. Like that's what you yeah. want to aim for. And then your mid-range is currently like four and five and stuff like that. And then obviously your putters vary, like literally what Ben has a Berg, which is speed one and a Sensei, which is like a speed three. So it varies from putters, to be honest. Putters are just, yeah, that's a whole yeah, new ball I've game. Speed two, I've got a Pilot, <laughs> which is two and a Baron, which is four. Yeah. Um, you know, I ought to have you disc open so I could double check <laughs> these facts on the fly. But, um... but yeah, like... For me, I really rate the Rockstar. I really, really like it. The artwork is absolutely sick. Um, I love metal, so you know, seeing like a, you know, the artwork on it of a guy literally gripping a microphone and singing, yeah, it was it was for me. Um, I think it's it's up there with um, just learning how to progress with driving, like because obviously if you do get the disc mania like starter set like the driver or the mid because it's basically it's not really a distance driver it's actually a high-end midfield range driver so you're like okay it's quite speedy but it isn't quite there for a distance driver yet when i got the raptor i can throw that consistently well and i also make the joke like i know it's going to turn horrifically left every single time because that's how the disc's profile is um but like I can throw it consistently. I really do rate it, and I'm very comfortable with it. There's other discs I, I love in my bag more than the Rockstar, and I can definitely say the first couple of months playing, it was hilariously going like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with you, even though sometimes I can throw you amazingly, and then some days I can't throw you at all, and it's hit and miss, but I, I'm, I, I'm stuck with it, and I think, yeah, for me, it's like my go-to driver now. Like, 
I love the Raptor. I love throwing that thing at the moment. On a windy day, it's fantastic. On a win on not so windy day, <laughs> I am not throwing that thing, and I'm going to go back to to the Rockstar. So, yeah, if you're looking for cool artwork, cool disc, Rockstar, hundred percent. I will say, like, I remember when you first got the Rockstar. Um, I remember throwing it and thinking, yeah, this this is a disc. Yeah, it and is. It, it reminded me a lot of. Um, I wouldn't quite say the Saint. The Saint's got a bit more turn on the end than the Rockstar has. Yeah. But it reminded me of the Saint kind of... And Saint's a speed nine with a big glide. And it reminded me a lot of how that flew. Um, yeah, you yeah. You almost hit that tip of the whip, hit that yeah. moment, and it would just fly straight, and it would just go. Yeah, straight. and it does. And I think being glide five as well is quite nice. Yeah. I think it's five or it's four. Yeah, five. So it will go. Like if you if you get a good release, it'll go and go and go, and that's what you want from a driver. Um, I mean, in another episode, we will talk about numbers a bit more. Um, oh yeah, 100%. I do find it like odd the because um, I'll be talking about the Saint being a Glide Six and the Rockstar being a Glide Five, and actually they could be very similar because yeah. different companies rate their discs differently. Yeah. Just to add to the confusion. Yeah, just, just you know, <laughs> our, you know, we've got like speed nine disc could actually be a speed like seven disc for another company. It's just every company is different, which is funny. And that's also something I feel like is looking at our bags, including Ben's. We have a little bit of everything and yeah. everything. Like, I feel like if you're going to stick to one brand, that's cool. But for us, it's like, I don't know. I've watched so many videos now looking at YouTube going like, if I could go back and build the perfect bag, there's like a few where they've said, yeah, you need a buzz. You need you need this. You need that. You need to try that. And they're like mandatory things. And then you see it and then you watch people and then you like watch more stuff on content. And you're like, that disc keeps coming up. So I'm curious why. And then, um, but yeah, you always start with a starter pack and then you can easily progress because you can either go either way. You're like, oh, I really like it. Or, yeah, this isn't for me. And I've only dropped like, what, 20 to 30 pounds on it. And it's just something I can go and have fun with. But like, yeah, what? I think the next disc I bought after the Rockstar was the Buzz because, funny enough, Gillies weren't it. Yeah. I threw I threw the buzz and we literally went like this is a sick mid range like yeah and I said you mentioned the buzz and I was for instantly thought to myself yeah I wonder who's going to bring that up first for disc of the week whether it's going to be me or Lee probably when you talk about it I'll <laughs> talk about it because it's so consistent I feel like that's the funniest thing about it as well everyone I think that's the fun thing with disc golf I feel like you can literally talk about a disc and how it flies and what it feels like so like we we just talked about the Rockstar but yet. It shares a ton of similarities to some of the discs in your bag, probably with Ben as well. Like, and it's just honestly down to like personal preference. Honestly, that's what it comes down to as well. Oh, yeah, Artwork and how it feels. Been playing the Archer quite a bit recently, hasn't it? Yeah, that, that, that flies a lot. Like that's a, a laser. That thing. That thing. When he gets that straight, it just goes. Like, yeah, Ben ain't the greatest at throwing discs straight, but for some. Somehow that archer the is archer, the archer is like a streamline. Yeah, it's like a cheat code, isn't it? Really. <laughs> It's interesting, though, because it honestly is because some people will say to you just like you get comfortable like they've all said on YouTube and stuff like that, like start with putters and learn the technique and whatever. But I didn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> I no, think we all well, didn't do yeah, that, did no, that? None of us really did. But then 
I going, still don't like a putter only round. Whenever Ben out, like goes, yeah. yeah, let's do a putter only round. I'm like, no, nah, let's not. Like, yeah, <laughs> he has he has so many putters in his bag. It's mad. I think I only have three now. Oh, now I'm, I've got two, <laughs> but I'm looking at a burger and a banger. Yeah, and but I think that's what we're all looking at getting bangers because it just looks like a fun disc, and it's funny to say like, oh, what a banger when we get it in like that. Literally, yeah. there's lots of things that are funny to say. That yeah, we need to get out of the habit of before <laughs> yeah. Sunday. Before Sunday, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But um, no. But yeah, I think that's a good place to bring this week to a close. Um, yeah. I hope you've enjoyed Dickheads. <laughs> 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 Dude, I wonder how long it'll take for it's someone to make that mistake. Yeah. No, in episode one, and here we are. Here we are. There uh, we go. <laughs> Welcome to the Dickhead podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope you've enjoyed um, Dickheads. Um, and please join us next week where we'll be talking about our experience at Gillers um, and we're probably talking about Bedworth a bit more in depth about what the course actually looks like what it feels like to play on and we'll have another disc of the week yeah 100% and we are aware of other po- podcasts that are out there that are inferior to ours no I'm just <laughs> yeah, I'm joking um, <laughs> big up to the Am side I, I listen to yeah, the Am side Am quite side a lot sick, um, yeah 100% however you know I just feel that the other podcasts that we have listened to, the other videos that we have watched on UK Disc Golf have been more about professionals and been more about um, what is going on in the disc golf world. Where, you know, as we said at the start, we want to talk about our journey. We want to talk about what it's like to be amateurs that don't really know what we're doing and just having some fun. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, um, yeah, I think that's a, a nice place to leave it, mate. Number one in the books. I think it went smooth. Congrats on uh, leading your first ever podcast as well, bro. Yeah, smash it. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it.